guys, I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm the chief creative officer, a motivational speaker, and a life and business coach at a company called Rayma Team. I'm also thriving in the face of a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. This weekly podcast is a series of real-life stories and conversations meant to encourage you with hope and more importantly, equip you with action steps to transform your life, your career, and your relationships. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hello, Overcomers, and welcome to another episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. My guest today is a friend that I met several years ago online. It's true. I actually met Jennifer Bennett through some coaching that I did, and I don't even remember which coach it was, but long story short, we got to know each other online, and somehow Rachel and I found each other at a conference in Florida. We found ourselves at a conference in Florida, and Jennifer graciously uh, agreed to pick us up and bring us to downtown Disney because she lived in Orlando, and that is how we met in real life way back in 2011. So having her on the show today is really fun for me. It's kind of fun to re Uh, revisit with her about where we've been in life and really wanting to share her expertise with you. So Jennifer Bennett is the communication and program director for the Center for Entrepreneurship at Wake Forest University. After years of helping entrepreneurs, organizational leaders, and ministries build their personal and professional brands, She now specializes in creating visibility through a unique voice and a message. She is the author of the book, Be Worth Following, and she's released a curriculum guide utilized by high schools around the country. In her free time, she loves reading, hiking, traveling to new places with her family, and being actively involved in her church. So grab your coffee and let's snuggle in and glean some wisdom from Jennifer Bennett as we talk about personal branding, Facebook marketing, and all things social media. Okay, Jennifer, welcome to the She Who Overcomes podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. And our friendship is one that has been happening over the last decade, I think, almost. Yeah. It's been crazy. I was thinking about that the other day, like when we met up in Orlando and yes, um, went out to eat and then we met up for this conference, part of a conference. And yeah, it's crazy how that happens. <laughs> All these crazy things that happen when you, when you choose to meet your internet friends in real life, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And thankfully, neither one of us turned out to be a serial killer or anything right. like that. So. I know because that thought does go through my head sometimes. I'm like, okay, is this person really going to be okay? But no, I'm so grateful that, and that's one of the, you know, that's just one of the things I love about social media is were it not for these online connections, there would be so many people that I would not probably would have never have met incredible people like you. And 
that's one of the things that I just love about social media is it gives us the opportunity to just meet people and develop relationships with people that we otherwise may have never have met. It does. Well, I know Rachel and I were so in awe that somebody had who had never met us before in, in person would pick us up at our hotel and drive us down to downtown Disney just out of the blue because we happen to be in your city. So we are still appreciative of that almost, what, nine, eight, nine yeah. years later. So yeah. yeah, it was a fun night. I enjoyed it. It was. We had a blast. So one of the things that we had talked about when we considered, okay, what what would we talk about on a podcast is personal branding. And yeah. that is something that you have really been focusing on as, as helping other entrepreneurs. Um, I know you teach some classes as well. And so can we kind of talk about how you got into that and then maybe even share some tips on, on what that means, what it looks like and how, how people can really bring their, their most authentic self into what they're doing in their business. Absolutely. So yeah, so I'll kind of start with how I got involved with this crazy online world and stuff. So it was back, I think it was right around the time that we actually met in Orlando, where I was deciding to resign from my teaching position. I was a teacher at a private high school um, and also a school administrator. And at the time, my son was born, (coughs) sorry, he was like a little baby. And I was like, I want to be home with my son. And so I came home with my son and I was like, I want to make some money from home. (laughs) And so at the time, social media was um, really just taking off. And I all of a sudden found myself really enjoying social media and then soon realized, man, maybe this is something I can do. And so I ended up partnering with a um, Forbes top 10 social media influencer who coached me, taught me a lot of the stuff that... um, helped me really just move forward in this field. And so as I've been moving forward in it since, I guess it was like around 2011, um, I've just realized that I just have a real passion for not only online marketing, but specifically personal branding. And I have found that when you really um, come to realize the power behind personal branding and the doors of opportunity that can be opened for you. Um, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. And I think sometimes we tend to think, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to come off as egotistical. I don't want to be singing my praises, this and that. But personal branding is so much more than that. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about how I've gotten into it and just uh, my passion behind it. I love that you brought that up, that personal branding is so much more than that, because I think, it, and I don't know if this is something that men wrestle with, but I think women definitely wrestle with the idea of putting themselves out there and shining the spotlight on themselves so that the right people can find them and they can help them. Right. Um, and I think, I know that's something that that I have definitely wrestled with from time to time. Yeah. And even women in just our own community up here in North Dakota, we've had amazing conversations about, okay, uh, how did you get get this news source to to have you on their show? Well, I asked. Right. So I think that's something that women maybe are a little bit more hesitant to do than men. Mm-hmm. But let's talk a little bit more about what personal branding actually is, because it's kind of 
a set of buzzwords that has been thrown around in, in right. the social media world over the last few years. And unless you've actually done, you know, some, some research or you've been studying it, or you've maybe gone to school and heard these terms, you might not fully understand what it is. Right. So when I think of personal branding, I think of it um, as an opportunity to showcase who you are and what it is that you're passionate about. And when I talk about showcasing who you are, I think it's an amazing opportunity for you to showcase your gifts, your skills, your talents. Um, The other day on social media, I had posted a question and I had asked, you know, how many of you Um, are happy in your current career, job, the direction you're heading in. And I wasn't surprised when a lot of the comments said, no, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel like I'm making a difference. And a couple of days later, I followed up with another post and basically said, this is where the power of personal branding comes in, um, where even if you are working for an employer, you want to move up in your career, you're an entrepreneur, you're a ministry leader, whatever it is that your realm, whatever it is that your calling is around, you have the opportunity to not only showcase your skills, your gifts, your talents, but you also have the opportunity to share about what you're passionate about. And as you continue to build that personal brand online, as you continue to share about your passions, what um, what gets you moving, what gets you up in the morning, um, the wins that you have with your gifts, skills, and talents, people take notice of that. And you just never know who it is that might see a post and might want to connect with you. And I can't, I mean, I can't tell you how many times my personal brand has opened doors, whether it was a speaking opportunity. Um, I once had a university reach out to me based on my LinkedIn profile, asking me about teaching um, courses for them. I actually did some work for them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the power of a personal brand. And I think ultimately, while so, you know, while so many of us tend to think personal brands all about me, me, and me, I think it even goes deeper than that. I think a lot of us have, um, again, things that we're passionate about, causes that we're passionate about, things that really pull on our heart, you know, and personal branding allows us to bring to the forefront those things, those causes that we are passionate about, those causes that we want to make a difference in. And so um, there's a lot of different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of different ways to look at personal branding. But I think we have to get away from the stigma that personal branding is wrong and that it's all about you and you're just being egotistical and sharing about all these great things in your life and that's it. I agree. I think several, I want to say several years ago, it was probably more like three or four years ago, maybe. I think when Rachel and I were building what was then Big Blue Couch Coaching, we had a coaching session with you. And you had mentioned, you know, um, you had given us the, the guidance of getting rid of our personal Facebook pages and only having one business page because at the time we had Rachel had her own Facebook page. I had my own Facebook page. Yeah. Our company had one and we, I don't even know if we had Instagram or anything yet. Yeah. And we were overwhelmed because we were brand new to this. And so you had given us this guidance of 
let's um, put it all into one entity. And I think for that moment in time, that was really a a pivotal advice for us because we were learning how to be a team. Yeah. Like the two of us. And Mm -hmm. so um, now, like that was one of the things when we started rebranding into what is now Rama team, we had a lot of hard conversations of um, what's working, what's not, what do we like that we're doing? What don't we like doing? What did we start, start out liking, but now we're thinking um, it's draining us more than we thought it would. Right. And one of the things we really realized, Jennifer, is that we lost our personal identities, Mm. the identity of our company. Yeah. And that was a fascinating thing because now we've realized that we not only have the brand of our company, but now we have the brand of Rachel and the brand of Mandy, like right. have our own identities. And how do you bring that into a company? Right. So, um, I guess I, I kind of set that up to ask the question of, what kind of advice would you give people in that situation where it's their co-owners or it's, you know, um, not just one person in the company putting a brand out there and bringing each personality into that? Right. So that's a very interesting question. And, you know, I, yeah, I'm trying to remember when we met and had that call. It was like a few years ago. It was. Social media specifically has changed so much. I mean, it's constantly changing. And now specifically Facebook and even Instagram, you know, business pages, the organic reach on those pages is so low. I mean, so low. You're lucky if a few people end up seeing your post on a business page. And back in the day, you could post there, everybody would see it, you'd get all these new likes, all these new followers, those days are long gone. And so what I've come to, and this is something I've actually been thinking quite a bit about, is, you know, there's much more of a reach on our personal profiles than on business pages. Um, We have more opportunities on our personal profiles, I think, to connect with people, to actually have people see our content than we do on business profile pages specifically with Facebook. Now, with that said, um, you know, Facebook has their terms of service and they're like, you can't do business on your personal profiles and stuff. And so in today's day and age for 2019, I feel like having that personal brand, that personal page is vitally important. And so if you are in business and you have a partner, a co-founder, whatever, I still think you should have a main Facebook business page. Um, Instagram's great because you can't really have a personal profile and then a business page. You can either just have a regular profile or business, like you can't have both. Um, But for Facebook specifically, I think you should have your personal profiles and I think you should still have a business page. And so the way I see it is, website for your company, your business, you have on the main page, homepage, you have the link that leads to the business page. But then on your about page where each of the team members are listed, they can have links there to their personal pages if they're comfortable with that so that people can not only follow the business page, but then follow each individual um, to create 
that connection with that individual and really get to know the person, um, not only just from a business perspective, but from a, um, a real life perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I think, um, I think those personal profiles play a big part in the connectivity in our world today and people just wanting to connect Mm -hmm. people. I've definitely noticed that too when I've done Facebook live videos on my personal profile versus when we do them on our business page, more people interact when it's on my personal profile. Even though it might be me. I've even done it sometimes where I have my iPad on my personal profile and my phone on the business one. Yeah. I'm doing the same content. Yep. The personal profile page is still getting more engagement and interaction and questions from people. And I think a lot of times you just have to try it out and see what works. Right. Right. And I think, you know, with Facebook, I think you can be smart about still, I've always shared this, that you can be smart about sharing about your business on your personal profile without blatantly just saying out there, you know, Hey, this is my business. Come by this, this or that, which even on your business page, you should not be doing, but that's a whole other podcast episode. Um, but really sharing stories on your personal profile that relate to your business that then intrigues people to want to know more about your business. So I think you can definitely use your personal profiles in ways to um, create an interest and an awareness around what you are ultimately doing in your business and still giving people inside looks into who you are. I mean, I've got, you know, my website with what I offer and, you know, all of that, but I don't have a business page on Facebook because I just, right now, I just, I don't want one. Mm-hmm. The reach is super low. I, my schedule doesn't allow me to do a Facebook business page, a personal page on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Like I just, I can't do it all. So I just have my personal page on Facebook and that's it. That's what I'm using right now. And I think this is a lot for people to consider. Like I'm thinking about the listener who is maybe further along in business versus the listener who's just starting out. And so I think more than anything, this is this is stuff to consider and to think about as to what you have time for, what you're willing to do. I mean, that's the thing about social media. It's about being social. Right. And being social kind of looks different for everybody. I mean, some right. people are an open book. They share everything. Other people are not. And so just figuring out how how to display that in the right. media world is part of the, the hurdle that right. people have. Um, what are some of the other things when it comes to personal branding that that you have noticed people are struggling with that maybe they're making it a little harder than they need to? Yeah, I think a lot of times, um, you know, when it comes to personal branding, I think the question that people get is, well, I don't know what to post. Like, if I post about this win that I had today, it's just going to come off like I'm just praising myself and this and that. And so I think a a lot of times people um, just, they question, what do I post about? And then if I do want to build a personal brand where I'm showcasing um, how I'm using the gifts and skills that I've been given and what I'm passionate about. How do I post in such a way so that it doesn't come across as me just 
praising myself and saying, oh, look at how great I am. Look at this. And so I think one of the best lessons that I've learned when it comes to not only creating a personal brand, but I even teach this in my entrepreneurial marketing class is um, stories is what connects with people. So if I'm sharing about a win that I had um, at work or with a client or at a speaking engagement or something, I always wrap it around a story because people love stories. And a lot of times in that story, there is a lesson. So not only am I sharing a lesson that other people can be like, oh, you know, I, I never thought of that that way, but I'm sharing a story that's wrapped around the lesson. And then ultimately all of that is wrapped around um, showcasing what I do, what I offer, what I have to bring to the table and what I'm passionate about. So then it doesn't come off, um, you know, self-praising, egotistical stuff like that. So I think um, we have to get very good um, at just telling stories and looking for the stories in those different moments in our lives. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And the other thing that I've really admired about you on social media, and you kind of said, you alluded to it earlier, is you're not afraid to ask questions and to let people share their opinions. Yeah. Um, I haven't ever noticed if there's ever been, you know, a little Facebook fight (laughs) that break out in your comments or anything, but you always ask the most intriguing questions that I feel compelled to, to answer because it's like, oh, this could turn out to be an interesting conversation yeah. if you yeah, get I, a chance to chat. Right. I love asking questions because people love on social media sharing about what they think. They love sharing their opinion, their thoughts. And so, yeah, I really love um, asking questions because it gets people engaged. I love um, reading the, you know, hearing and seeing the thoughts of other people, their take on things. Um, and I would say I've been kind of lucky. Maybe it's because I'm kind of known as the be worth following gal that I haven't had any like fights, breakouts or anything like that. And when there is somebody that says something like, well, I don't really agree with this or that, we've ended up having really great conversations around our differing um, viewpoints or opinions and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I think um, if you really want to get engagement, like right now, um, learn to ask great questions and people will engage with your post. Mm-hmm. So what is something that you have overcome personally that has helped you in in helping the clients that you work with when it comes to this personal branding? Um. I would say, I think for women specifically, um, a lot of us deal with the imposter syndrome, you know, so we feel like if we put our knowledge, our expertise, our wisdom out there, it's like we have this little voice in our head that says, what are you doing? You don't really know anything about that you're an imposter. Somebody's going to come on the post and say that you're not right and this and that. And so I think one of the biggest challenges is um, number one, overcoming that imposter syndrome and coming to terms and realizing that we do have something to offer. I really believe that all of us have wisdom and knowledge to offer in different areas. And so overcoming that. And number two, 
um, to not worry so much about what other people will think, um, not worry so much about what other people will say. Um, I think a lot of times that keeps people from maybe even asking questions because they worry about well, what are people going to say? What are people going to comment on? What are, you know, how is this going to turn out? Um, and so I think those are the two big lessons that I've had to learn in my own life and overcome. Um, and one of the things that I've had to share that if you really do want to be successful online and really create a personal brand to not let those two things get to you, because the reality is, um, people are looking for something different and unique online. And so when you can share a different viewpoint on something, um, when you can share something from your unique story, your unique experience, that's what draws people in. And so people don't want copy paste, you know, posts from other people. They don't want copycats. They, they want to know what is it about you that makes you different, your thoughts, your your um your take on things and so that really um brings people in so yeah leaving the imposter syndrome away from you getting rid of that and then not worrying about what people will think those are some big ones and i know that even from time to time i have had to deal with with each of those and yeah. i i find for me like the more tired and stressed out i am the worse those things can yeah so taking good care of yourself is important too when you're when you are in this business of putting yourself out there and helping people, you want to make sure that you're doing your own self-care too, so that you don't get sidetracked by the negativity. Absolutely. And I think too, a big part is that when we're posting, we have to make sure that I think we are in the right state of mind, that we are not posting um, because we're hoping somebody will see this post because we want to teach them a lesson or we're not posting because we saw another post and now we're angry and we're going to post about that same exact topic and do this. Like we have to be in the right state of mind and we have to have a purpose for our posts. Um, and we want to make sure that that purpose um, aligns who, with who we are and who we want to come across as online. And so um, I think that's, that's a big part too, is making sure that you're in the right state of mind before you post something and that you're not posting something out of um, bitterness or trying to hoping that somebody else is going to see something or teaching somebody a lesson or this and that. It actually comes from your heart because you really um, want to share a story about something that you learned. Um, you want to share a win because um, in this win, you learned a lesson. You want to share or ask a question because you really want to know what people think. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your book, Be Worth yeah. Following. Okay, this is on my list. I have yet to read it, <laughs> but um, I I watched you kind of go through. I watched you. I was stalking you on Facebook, and I was <laughs> noticing how you were going through the experience of writing your book. And because um, it takes a while to write a book, it's not just yeah. oh, I'm going to write a book and then boom, a couple month, couple months later you're done. Right. It's a process. Right. And um, I, I would love for our listeners to hear about your book and, and go read it, but also hear a little bit about what that journey was like for you as you were writing it. Yeah. Gosh, it took me, I don't know, maybe four years to finally get it done from the time that it actually entered my mind to write about it, but it's a book. It's geared towards faith-based women. 
And it's all about being a woman online that is worth following. And that again, realizing that our online presence is so much more than just about us, that we can really impact um, the lives of others through our posts. And so like for me, um, like with the whole personal branding thing, that's why I post online because I know that, that my words can encourage and impact the lives of others. Um, and so that the book, that's the basis. It's basically about how to be different and how to influence people in a crazy, noisy social media world where everybody is just putting their stuff out there. Um, writing that book, like I said, took me about four years. Um, what was really awesome and a great experience is that as I was writing it, um, actually I had a good portion of it done. I ended up connecting at a conference with a literary agent, a very well-known literary agent. And she liked the premise of the book. She loved what it was all about. And so she wanted to partner with me. And so we partnered together and then she started sending out my proposal to all these publishers for my book. And um, not one publisher picked it up. Like we could not believe it. Yeah. And um, I got the same feedback, you know, which was they felt like it was too niche, niche specific because it was geared towards faith-based women who had businesses or ministries and how they could use social media um, to make an impact in the lives of others. And so I ended up self-publishing it, um, which is fine. You know, it's been, it's been great. Um, I still got it out there. I wasn't going to let that stop me. Um, the fact that a publisher didn't want to pick it up. Um, so I self-published it when I got it done and um, it's been great. It's now, I have a four day, um, three day or four day, I can't even remember, a three or four day um, devotional on the Bible app around it that people can download and read. And it's been really cool um, to find posts online of people saying how the, the devotion has encouraged them or then they've gotten the book and how the book has helped them to see social media and business a little bit different, see it from a faith perspective. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it was a great learning journey. I'm grateful that the book is out there. And I always said, if it even encourages just one person, then it was well worth writing the book. So yeah. That's awesome. That, that is so cool that you have a devotional in the Bible app as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Yeah. I know when, when I had written um, my book, She Who Overcomes, I had submitted it to a publisher, a couple different publishers at a a publishing conference. And um, one of them was very, very interested in it, but they wanted the finished product first before they would sign the dotted line. Right. I sent it into them. They said that they they loved the writing, but they weren't quite sure if that angle was right for their audience. Mm. And so we had already decided, like Rachel and I, because our company was going to self-publish it if we got a no. And yeah. so for us, that was actually a really good um, sign. Like we just yeah. took it as a, okay, we're supposed to do this ourselves. And that took us down a whole new world of self-publishing several different products with Big Blue Couch Coaching that most of them are retired now, but having that skill and having that experience behind us is invaluable because Absolutely. that wasn't something that we had had thought would happen when we went into business for ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think in 
in, even in my entrepreneurial marketing class, when things don't go right or things don't go how you thought they would, there's always an opportunity to learn and grow from those situations. And so like you, even though a publisher didn't pick up the book, um, I learned some great things from it, move forward with the book, self-publish it. Now I'm trying to figure out what I want my next book to be in the hopes that a publisher will pick it up, pick it up. So we'll see. <laughs> That's awesome. I know I'm, I'm writing a, another book now. It's probably like my, I think it's probably my fifth one. Yeah. I do want to actually pitch to a publishing agent and, yeah. and a publisher, but I had the goal of writing this and having the first draft done by spring. Well, then we started the rebrand of our company and then I thought by summer and the, and now I'm just like, you know what? It's okay because the story isn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it took you four years to, to complete your book is an encouragement yeah. to me because oh, yeah. looking back, She Who Overcomes took about that long too. Yeah. I just wasn't working on it hardcore all right. at one time. It was working it out in my right. blog posts and in some of our coaching material. And so uh, it's it's a good reminder to me like, oh, it's okay to slow down and let this book simmer for a bit. Exactly. It doesn't have to be done right away. And kind of like you said, you are going through experiences and learning opportunities right now that will help you um, with that writing of the book and even sharing stories in that book. And so, yeah, I think sometimes we place too much pressure on ourselves to get, I know I do, to get mm-hmm. things done quickly we feel like, well, if I don't have this done by this time frame, then I've totally messed it up. And I have to tell myself, no, Jen, slow down. There's no, there's no time. Like you don't have to write a book in two weeks, you know, like right. it's okay. I agree. And I think when it comes to personal branding, one of the things that Rachel and I had a conversation about actually today was that it, it, it's, it seems like we're getting more clarity on things that we didn't know to think about when we started rebranding our company. And we're getting clarity as far as where we fit in our own company, where we fit with clients, where we fit moving forward with what, what arenas we want to step into. Right. And I, I guess the question would be, is personal branding something that is always ongoing? Yes. Yep. Always evolving. Yes, always evolving because I think you're always changing. Like before I came and moved to North Carolina, I was living a different life. I was working from home. I was working with a lot more clients. Um, I was doing specific social media projects, this and that. Now that I'm in North Carolina and I'm at a university and I'm teaching entrepreneurial marketing, my um, my world has shifted and I... Um, I'm now interested in some things that still apply to some of the things that obviously that I was doing before with social media, online marketing and marketing and everything, but there's been a slight shift, entrepreneurial marketing, personal branding. Um, and so I think you're always evolving. And so like right now in this time frame of my life, this season of my life, I, um, my goal is I, I want more speaking engagements. Whereas before I wanted speaking engagements, but I also was doing coaching and stuff right now. My schedule doesn't allow me to do as much coaching as I once did. And so I'm taking on very, very few clients for personal coaching and mentoring, but my, my focus is on 
is on speaking and then I'm teaching at the university. So yeah, I think it's constantly evolving, especially as you're growing and learning more. Um, I think you start to find parts of yourself that you're like, man, I'm really interested in this. I really enjoy this. So yeah, I think it's always evolving. That's good to know because I had I had a theory and just an idea that I think this is how it's supposed to be. Yes. I think because of social media, we can fall into this trap of thinking, oh, they figured it out once and now they got it all together and and that's it. And I'm so far behind. Like mm-hmm. I think I think I have noticed other people saying that online or hearing that in different conversations with our own clients and even just with myself feeling that way, even though I know it's not, it it can't possibly be true because people are always growing Right. if they have a growth mindset. That's right. If they don't, they're still always moving forward in life. So um, that whole idea of personal branding is always going to change and evolve and mold. Yep. It's good to remember that. Absolutely. I think if you're not changing, then you're not growing. And I think when you're not growing, then you don't get to experience some of the amazing opportunities that are out there for you because you're just kind of stuck. You're just kind of complacent. You're just kind of there. And so, yeah, I think um, when you're growing, you're evolving and you're changing and you're learning new things about yourself that you're, you know, that you're then sharing through your personal brand and, And so, yeah. Well, I think there have been a lot of nuggets of wisdom and and ideas that have been shared today. So I want to thank you for that, Jennifer. Um, I always like to ask my guests this question of if you were a shoe, what would you be and why? (laughs) Oh, gosh. So um, I'm not very picky with shoes. Honestly, I think if I could wear like my new balance tennis shoes, workout shoes every day, I would. Now with that said, because I work on a university campus, I do have my tennis shoes at work because when you're walking across campus, the last thing you want to do is walk in uncomfortable shoes across campus. It's so much better to just throw my tennis shoes and walk across campus and be comfortable. And so, yeah, I think if I were a shoe, it would be like a, um, a, a tennis shoe that just pretty much works with anything and everything. Yeah. I can't do heels. I know you do heels. I do. I, I can't do them. I just, if I, I would be fall. I already trip and fall with just tennis shoes on it. <laughs> so well, were- here's, here's the thing, Jennifer. I don't think I have very many more years left of being able to wear heels. <laughs> for, like It seems like the, the closer I get to 40, uh-huh. the less hours of a day I'm able to wear them and the less amount of days during the week as well. So like this week, I've been wearing flat shoes all week because yeah. when, you, when you're recovering from a cold and right. training for a half marathon that's next week, and I'm, I'm so behind on that because of just all getting sick and having to deal right. with it, slowed me down a little bit. So it's like, I don't need to put this pressure on myself to wear heels every right. day. Yeah, no, no, don't do that. Yes. I will always love them. I just, I can't help myself. Right. Yeah. I would be a disaster in heels. (laughs) Yeah. I love them, but I currently have two pairs of flat shoes in my office that I will put on flat shoes to go move my car if I'm playing the 90 minute parking game downtown. Yeah. 
yeah, walking in heels, I get it. I would, I would wear tennis shoes at a college yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my shoe. And they would be black. Because they would be black. I just, I love black. <laughs> it goes with everything. It's very classy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Jennifer, where can my listeners connect with you online? So they can go to my website. It's Dr. Jen Bennett. It's D-R and then Jen, J-E-N, and then Bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T.com. And they'll find everything there, links to my social media, um, information about me, all of that. So Awesome. Thank you so much for this amazing conversation. Thank you for having me. It's been great. And I'm so grateful that we have stayed connected for all of these years. So thank you for having me. We'll meet up someday. I'm sure of it, you know, at a conference or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will be back with another episode for you next week. For now, if you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that means the world to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, go to BigBlueCouchCoaching.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram under Big Blue Couch Coaching. A shout out to my hubby, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. And most importantly, I hope that you found something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week.